0: And the mouse keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, 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 running,
1: Everybody and welcome to episode 219 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jim. I'll be joined just in a moment by Brandon up there in Buffalo. And this is the start of our Wednesday night show new way of doing things, a little more expanded content and a lot more timely. As we are going to talk about six books tonight, I'm going to be talking three with Brandon. And then I'll go off and talk three on my own to end things. But before we do that, let me tell you where you can find us. We are on Twitter at WSMarvel Comics. The WS, of course, stands for Weird Science. And if you end up following us there, we'll follow you right on back so that you can talk to us. DM us, talk, see what's going on. I'd like to see what everybody else is doing as well. We also have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we review almost every book each and every week. And I had a couple reviews on the site myself. I ended up reviewing Juggernaut number one and Daredevil number 22. Those were my assigned books for the week. We also have a Patreon account where you can go to patreon.com slash weird science and support us for all the things that we do, including this here podcast that you're listening to, the website, things like that. But if you do go over and check it out and sign up, you actually will get more and more shows for each level. You go up And one of the big shows we do each and every week. Me and Brandon do a Marvel Spotlight Show, a Patreon-only spotlight show where two books are picked by the badasses. This is the Get Fresh koopy Boop. And they end up being the books that me and Brandon then talk about and are exclusive to the Patreon this week. They picked Juggernaut number one and also Fantastic Four antithesis number two. So if you wanted to listen to those after listening to this podcast, you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and do that. But we're not going to delay anymore. I'm going to go off. Me and Brandon are going to be talking daredevil. We also have a Spider Woman number four and Venom number 28.
0: I got a line, it was Sunday night. Wrote up my notes to get the feeling right. Friend in that message me he's drinking at his friends, but that was echoed of the three. And that's about the time that jerk passed out on me He lives in Buffalo, I couldn't I see I guess it's just me on the weekend show Way up there in Buffalo, it's just another Sunday night Brandon's drunk again, Brandon's drunk again
1: Ah uh, yes, Brandon probably was drunk again on Sunday as Victory his bills drip, were yes. victorious. I thought they were going to blow it at the end. Actually, I was getting nervous near the end. And fourth uh, quarter, yeah. we never
2: have a good third quarter. We're always a poor yeah. fourth, fourth quarter lately. Fourth but you ended
1: team. up uh, getting drunk and buying a Josh Allen jersey. Uh, so yeah. you're ready. So that means uh, injury coming this yeah, way,
2: likely. Probably if if forever, you were yeah.
1: as bad as my one, my one friend, and actually my son Rafe, he's the one who he's a big Cleveland Browns. Fan every time he bought A jersey the the person he's like Oh I love Jabril Peppers because he's Also a Michigan fan and Gibral Peppers gets traded immediately after he got that jersey and got a couple others as well but we are here not to talk football we're here to talk about three books on this new expanded version of the podcast coming out Wednesday and the three books that I decided to pick for you to join me because there were some others that I could have had you talk with me say the immortal She-Hulk and I sent you a note and I said hey we're going to be talking Daredevil Spider-Woman and Venom and maybe Maybe if we have time we'll do immortal she-hulk and you pretty much said i'm done with al ewing's nonsense is what you told me and i uh, said well i
0: think yeah, it was maybe-
2: worded uh, i'm done with his immortal circle jerk was- yeah that
1: is actually exactly what <laughs> yeah. you said and so i figured well we, we probably won't get to that know, I but i hulk probably hulk book, will but
2: i don't need any more of his one-shot nonsense
1: yeah that the issue with it is like you just had that immortal hulk zero and that was skirting the issue of being possibly a Manship issue that screws you because there are things in that that are older issues, if you did see this. But there was also a wraparound news story. That's where they get Manship. Yeah. It's the wraparound news uh, the, story he that's he three pages. For the
2: first page and you know, flips it to the second. He's like, all right, they got me. And he's closed the book and, and doesn't see the reprints in the middle.
1: Manship goes and he's looking at the shelf and he's like – infinity war boy that must be an x of swords tie-in i'm like first it's ten of swords jerk but you know with that he thinks everything is a tie-in to something that it isn't what what is this frank miller's daredevil i'd better get that if i'm reading spider woman that's what he'd say (laughs) he he is the retailer's dream he'll just buy stuff with the idea that it connects to something
2: and
1: then and then he'll message me. Oh, man, they got me again. I ended up getting Ultimate Spider-Man because I thought that it tied into Atlantis Attacks. So I'm like, where do you get this stuff, pal? But yeah. we're here to talk the three books. Like I said, and we're going to start with Daredevil number 22. 20- Two is it? Which one is it? I'm having problems looking at the deal. 22 it is. Well, we're doing these with the uh, review seven, copies the and the, for me, the yeah. actual thing is set up so weird. So I'm going to have to get used to that. But it is Daredevil number 22. And this is coming off a bunch of things happening, especially the annual where we did have Mike Murdoch actually getting a life, being the full-out twin of Matt Murdoch, and if you're not aware, that was kind of the jokey thing in the Silver Age of Matt using his quote-unquote twin brother Mike as a you know a cover-up so that he would not end up being found out by Foggy. It was Spider-Man who actually. Sp- spoiled the deal big spoiler where spider-man sent the letter dear daredevil i know that you're met but your secret is fine with me you don't write that down, Spider-Man, no. but yeah. you had all that. So I was wondering how this was going to play out if we were going to reference that, if this was going to change things, because obviously that would change a bit of the universe. And why I like that annual a lot is it didn't change the important things. Well, it's not changing this. And, and in fact, it's not being referenced at all in at least this issue here uh, with Matt being you know sent to to prison he's yeah, well he's an going to trial too, here so you
2: never know how much it's gonna end yeah up. i
1: don't know where it ends yeah. up in yeah 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 i'm with you and so i don't even know like where's the time frame of it things like that but this is full out matt as daredevil being taken downtown and they are going to set a trial date they're going to set all these things with this and because of that i think that this issue is a little more Set up than some of them have been And, and with this whole story uh, And and it even shows In issue 22, you're still dealing With stuff that happened in the first and second Issue, and it's a big thing Daredevil did kill a guy uh, But with that, a lot Of the issues really would Get me on, even if it was Set up still, it was like, oh man, you got This, you got this, and there are some big things That happen here, but to me This is more of a setup issue than we Usually do get Uh, You get a pretty cool cliffhanger, but with that, you are pretty much just setting up the trial, getting ready for that, and I, I do have an issue with the judge thinking that Matt isn't any sort of risk to run. I mean, he, he's Daredevil with a secret identity. Right then, should well, be yeah, there should of be no fond bail. Of that
2: Hell's Kitchen area, personally, yes,
1: That is true, but still, <laughs> where you have a guy whose alias, his secret all of that is kept off the books because of the law. You can't really. I mean, really, he could just go off take off the daredevil outfit and just disappear forever i mean he doesn't even have to run he just has to take off the outfit but it is written by Chip Sidarsky, pencils by Francesco Mobley, inks by Victor Alazaba, colors by Matteo Iacono, and you have down below VC's Clayton Cowles on letters. When Matt Murdoch was a kid, he lost his sight in an accident involving radioactive chemicals. I didn't know if you knew that, yeah, Brandon. and that's why that. I brought it up. They, they might though have told
2: he, us in that annual, right?
1: Maybe though he could no <laughs> longer see the chemicals heightened Murdoch's other senses and imbued him with an amazing 360 degree radar sense. Now Matt uses his abilities to fight for his city as Daredevil. And with that, I ended up spraying that pesticide in my eye. Let me tell you, it, it didn't heighten any senses of mine. It, it really, it still hurts. And so I, I give Matt all the credit there for uh, getting those chemicals that ended up making him better. Daredevil is on trial after the unintentional, unintentional murder of Leo Carrero. Matt Murdoch has offered himself up to be tried in a court of law as daredevil and it's truth Dare part two and yeah so you you go into this and you continue the deal remember when matt went in the first time daredevil went in and you had that police officer who's like yeah you know I, i'm not a jerk who hides behind a mask yeah. you know and all that like you, you shade can t- from everyone and you continue that here, where he says, and it, it is a cool thing that Chip starsky does. The idea that his heightened hearing now all he hears is shade—that yeah. that's all it ends up <laughs> a, a doing with foggy it's like Twitter
2: plugged into his brain. Yeah,
1: just Twitter nonstop mainlining into your brain. Twitter and Reddit. Let's yeah. just throw them all in there. You As don't you're want being that. Canceled. Yeah, yeah. it's hashtag Brandon is canceled party, which that's a party (laughs) I'd go to. But you end up going in here and you have Foggy and Foggy's there to be the lawyer on the side so that Chip Sadarsky can remind us. That there are laws in place for yeah. superheroes and stuff because you end up like, okay, we're going to take your your fingerprints. Now, first off, his fingers are all wrapped. So you're like, we're going to take the fingerprint. No, no, no. You're not allowed to do that. You know, that's Every part of the deal. Every superhero that, that shows never wore identity. gloves
2: is now wearing
1: gloves from here on out. so oh, yeah. Right- I would. <laughs> The heck with that. I also don't like to touch people, you know, skin to skin. That's disgusting. But you end up where he's there. No, no, no. He can't do that. Yeah, you, uh, you have it again where, you know, you have a cop. I, I think that's ridiculous. You mess. You get to do whatever you want. So we're going to continue all of that stuff. And you see Matt hearing all the shade. They end up taking him outside in cuffs almost like they're just going to parade him around like, yeah. here we go. Here's Daredevil in cuffs because they're going to transfer him. They're going to go down and get that preliminary hearing you have in a in a funny way and i think that it's it served well where you have foggy's like yeah we kind of fast track this And i'm like thanks i don't need matt sitting in a cell waiting for his preliminary trial so they they fast track it he's gonna go and foggy has set up a lot of things so that you know it seems like the odds are For them, you know, they end up getting a prosecutor that Matt knows as good as a friend, all that of Foggy and him. And then you get a judge who's a nice judge, all these things going down. But you do end up having. An announcement, you end up having the police commissioner is not there because it seems he's protesting yeah. the idea of so the alias like the decision, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't like that you're allowed to hide in your secret identity and stuff like that. Well, Kingpin's there, and he steps in and pretty much, you know, hey, move aside. Yeah, I don't like this nonsense either. We're going to work at doing this, and then has to I'm throw in I'm not a fan out- of this log. nonsense,
2: too. It's starting to drift way too close to Civil warish like, territory for me again and i'm like we better not be treading towards that
1: yeah you bring up the junior you know Al, uh, yeah, you yeah. bring up Outlaw, and yeah. i'm like ee, you know that sort <laughs> no. of thing so i'm like all right but that is the whole deal where fisk gets to throw in his two cents and storms off with wesley and you know even wesley says like they have been Thinking about this vigilante bill, and that's definitely what you don't want, right? And Wesley says, hey, you want to get that started, that new vigilante bill? He's like, not yet. Let's let's see how this plays off. Let's see what's going. But I like this deal where, where you have Matt on trial. You have Daredevil on trial. This could be the worst thing for Daredevil ever. And it's not that Kingpin's gloating. He was even fighting with Matt to save Hell's Kitchen just a couple issues ago. So he is there. And he just feels like himself again. He's actually doing some stuff. And he says, I'm done playing this nonsense game of other people. You know, the Strom wins. They screwed me over. I was running scared. But it was because I wasn't being the kingpin. And I think that I'm going to be, you know, mayor and kingpin now and even goes as far as calling up Izzy. And saying, you know, about her Maybe they can get together the bad You know, all of his underlings and stuff Now that Owsley is kind of in jail And hopefully rots forever Because I hate him And I know that (laughs) he probably has hepatitis, right? He's so gross Maybe when they get him in I I would imagine the minute that Owsley Gets taken into jail They are going to hose him down For about three days Because he is cruddy He is disgusting You ever see
2: they, They always I don't know You've seen those movies Where they just throw this powder stuff all over oh yeah they're they're doing that two or three times to him yeah really
1: (laughs) i mean really you end up where if you threw dirt on him that would clean him up a bit he's He's so dirty that the marvel universe oh he's the worst and so you have all this going on and yeah kingpin he feels like he's back he's back in business he thinks that he's on the up and up Well, you end up having, like I said, this preliminary trial, they're going to see, you know, Matt's going to end up, you know, pleading not guilty. They're going to see what the charges are. And they do see that they're going first degree murder, which Foggy does say that works out for us because. They have to, to really proof. prove that you meant it. And yeah. so it's easy to prove that, no, no, you know, it was an accident. And it, it was. But hey, we'll see how it plays out. The history
2: of Daredevil, like how many people has he killed? How long has he been doing this since people saved?
1: Even if they have, you know, I, he ended up, he did end up legitimately doing it by accident. That's what makes me scared of all this, though, because that seems cut and dry. You'll get out of it because we know that Matt did it by accident. But something's going to happen where the the jury is oh, a I bunch of jerks him screwing and stuff around are,
2: out in between all this stuff is what's going to yeah. end up biting them. In well, the ass.
1: and also just remember Knock that dude's he does eye out or something. He ended up making some pretty bad enemies in the Stromwinds, and I, I I could tell you the Stromwinds could easily get a jury going that they could pay off some people. I mean that's the sort of thing they do all the time. But the judge decides that Matt. Daredevil is not a you know, a flight risk, which, again, I think that's ridiculous. And he gets to go and they go up and Foggy wants to talk about, you know, their strategies and stuff. And Matt just jumps off the building and Foggy's just left there hanging like that's that's what happens. But he makes a call and it seems like he'd already made a call that we see by the end that kind of surprises matt but like you said now he's going to go off and fight crime but in the way that after this cuz he goes down to the wharf he's going to get some guns off the streets I actually have for a question a second. about this
2: part is this who uh foggy called did he call iron man or is foggy up to something
1: else no, Foggy's up to what we get at the end. Oh yeah, that's of right. That's right. Okay. Deal. Yeah, that's who he's. I calling. got thrown for uh, a
2: loop here. I'm like, what's Foggy calling Iron Man for? To
1: yeah, Mac Mac called Iron Man, and I like that because. But he's there to stop these gun runners here for a second, and it's like, well, while I wait for Iron Man, I guess I better you know go here and stop this. But he stops with the big thing, in trouble, yeah. and it's okay. And yeah, or killed. I guess maybe he doesn't have much to lose, but he's fighting. He's doing some Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks, the one kick, straight up in the air. I mean, he is flexible. But, yeah, Iron Man shows up, and so Tony's there to kind of stop, and he says, hey, I don't really get involved in the street-level stuff. That's pretty cool. You know, I like to hang with you, Daredevil. I hear you're up for trial and stuff. That sucks. I know you're a good guy. All these things going on. I do like the idea at one point when – you have Matt. Well, we can't go yet because these guns are here. And then Tony's like, Oh, I called the police. I'm like, Okay, the police are going to come and get. Now he blows up the he guns. I'm like, half, half the guys there have to be dead. There's some laying right well, next he to was that like truck. It's like a
2: foot and a half away from the truck yeah, when he blew it up. I'm telling come you. I, I think they're all
1: dead. <laughs> I mean, really. And just the idea where right there, I know sure that you're Matt not drinking
2: a gun, Tony.
1: Really? He says he it's he not a I don't later. know if I believe him. I don't believe him. (laughs) And and so with that too, I know that Matt has been able to train. Yeah, really? Yeah. (laughs) Wink, wink. It's non-alcoholic. They're like, Ooh, this is pretty strong. Non-alcoholic whiskey. So you end up where Matt and I know he's trained and he, but Blowing up a truck right next to him, I, I think those heightened senses might get a little ringing in the ear yeah. There, he's like, "Oh my god, my daredevil senses wacky. are going!" And he's like, "No, no, that's just your ears ringing because I blew up a truck like an asshole." <laughs> but you end up there with with Kingpin, where he goes off to the church where we already saw that Ty Ford Mayor was there, and it looks like he's the one who took her there, and she had been kind of, you know, kept under wraps the whole deal of the attack on Hell's Kitchen did end up waking her up and she's back to her old nonsense I mean right away she has the priest there in in like a collar like a dog and she's walking around treating him like crap with that but she does even say she's
2: thinking more clearly I don't know how much I believe that Uh, it's just
1: mm, who knows here's the thing if you're thinking more clearly and you're typhoid Mary that might not be a good thing anyway but she says that and she even says to Kinkan I think that you You know, feel good as well. I can tell all this. And that kind of sets up this as it goes. And she's there hanging out at the church just until Kingpin comes. And then she's like, smell you later and leaves. She goes out. And that's where you then see why Matt called. Tony, he called him because he, and this is crazy. I mean, really, in all of the stuff I've read, and I've only really been reading mostly since Fresh Start, I'm not going to tell you that I can say that Matt Murdock and Tony Stark are best friends. I I don't see them hanging out a ton. They're heroes, they respect each other. Pretty much, Matt goes to him and says, Yeah, I want you to waste like, you know, $7 billion. I want you to buy. I want you to buy Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I want you to buy, like, I know from Reggie, you know, shout out, just an apartment that he had in New York City is way beyond my pay grade. And he wants Tony, who has tons of money, yes, to buy a whole block a whole section but he does have the thing of saying to tony listen you save the world you end up saving the galaxy you kind of have to look down at the smaller things for a while and maybe you can save some people it's the right thing to do and you have tony where he's drinking his non-alcoholic style he's like Mm -hmm. i think he's now gonna hit the hard stuff he's like really (laughs) like now you're making me feel like a jerk because really what you know, Daredevil does to shame him mainly into doing this and says, you know, he tries to go the route of the Stromwinds are doing this. They don't care of the people. They ended up doing this as a real estate scheme. Uh, You can stop them. And Tony's like, really, you want me to stop people who don't even care about like they won't even know I'm stopping them. That's how crazy they are. And, yeah, I hate them. I've dealt with them a lot, but you're asking me to lose. And I love the the progression. It's like, so you want me to spend billions. yep. And then you want me to lose. But yeah, yeah. I want you then to not charge rent. And then afterwards, I want you to just pretty much give, give the, people the people the building. Yeah. He's like, you really want me to lose all that money? Yep. That's what I, why? Because it's the right thing. That's the shame of it. But the cool thing of this is is the idea of and we saw it in the you know, the cover, we saw it the cliffhanger, afterwards next the page of Daredevil possibly getting some Daredevil armor, and that's that's always pretty cool when you have another character that hasn't worn any sort of yeah, armor this is like Iron that Man's getting plan him.
2: to distract him from asking for about fourteen billion dollars <laughs> again. Though, and, and
1: I I sit there and think like because he says he'll I'll sleep on that old Hell's Kitchen thing, but then I think to myself he's going to do it. He's Tony's a good guy, but. Just on top of that, he's going to spend $3 billion to make this guy armor. I mean, really, he's just throwing money away. But even like it's one of those things every time, at least for me, because I haven't seen a ton of it, even in the Empire when we saw the Reed Richards armor. Okay. But you end up where it reminds me of any time in the DC universe when somebody gets like a Green Lantern ring, like, oh, my God, Superman's a Green Lantern or Batman's, you know, a Yellow Lantern. So I always do like that. So I want to see how that goes. But, yeah, you end up where you have Kingpin then saying he feels good, he feels better, he's back in the game and he's going to get everybody, he's going to get all the crime families sans you know, owlsley, as we said, and and get things back together. But then you end up having Matt go back to Foggy who's trying to figure out things, trying to figure out, you know, what they're gonna go with and go with the idea, yeah, they're gonna go first degree. We can kind of get out of this, hopefully. Let's see. Well, you end up having Matt, I hear a heartbeat coming, and he thinks somebody's coming to attack, whatever it might be. And Foggy's like, no, 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 you know, somebody's coming here. And there it is. His ex-girlfriend, Kirsten McDuffie, shows up to help with the case. And that's the big cliffhanger. So, And, and with this, you have the next. I'm wondering is because this book, we love it, right? Yeah, we, right? This is one of our favorite books. Not this issue with it, but this, this whole run. Yeah, we have really enjoyed it. And it's not selling great. And now all of a sudden you get an issue with Iron Man. And now the next thing, next, it looks like Spider-Man's coming. And it seems like we're going that route of, you know, one guest star bigger than the next. Here. And we've had we've had Spider-Man show up, but he's always throwing shade. This looks like he might even be fighting alongside. But yeah, I think that maybe they're trying to get people to to read this book and they should, because it's good. I think the art in this is good. Um, the issue itself, there's some good stuff. I like the talk with Iron Man and and Daredevil, I think it's funny, the shade thrown and the money involved and all that. And, you know, you get Kingpin, he's getting the, his groove back and stuff and Typhoid Man. But all of it seems like set up for the next big thing. Oh, yeah. And why why I've liked this book is even though each issue is, you know, setting up the next thing setting you always had some really big things like some wow things in here and i didn't really get any wow moments in this issue so it might be one of the lower ones of my rating but i'm also rating it against the other stuff because i love this book and i continue to and i'm looking forward to the trial but i'm going to give it a seven five overall probably one of the lower scores that i've had for this book in quite some time but what would you give it
2: yeah. I think I'm going to go like seven, uh, seven flat on this one. It it just didn't normally suck me in like the regular daredevil issues do. And, uh, you know, I appreciate some of the setup and things going, but, um, even, even the setup wasn't, I don't know, overly grabbing my attention. Like, uh, I feel like we've been dealing with this murder for a bit, uh, bit, just a bit too long. Um, you know, but I, if it ends up leading to some good stuff down the road, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I kind of get the hint that uh, Daredevil side activities are going to catch catch up to him with uh, all this court shenanigans going on here, and he's going to be put on lockdown or something. Who knows? But um, I, I don't know. It's just all this political. It, it's getting a little too political and a little too courty for for like uh, entertainment yeah. enjoyment for me.
0: Oh, my.
1: You you don't like the politics. I don't really either. Uh, The thing with me is that it's setting up something that I don't know that I really need to see a trial. You know, yeah. is that exciting? And and just say he does get found guilty and gets put in jail, then what? And we may end up having like an escape from Alcatraz deal, or he's fighting it out in the yard and stuff. Maybe he'll yeah. just go and start pumping iron in uh, the yard. It That's it what I like hear.
2: It, it's probably not, but it, to me, it looks like it's trending. Like Daredevil's going to get locked up, and Kingpin's going to be up to some shenanigans. He can't stop, and he's going to have to get out somehow. And I don't know. Feels a little TV showish. Maybe
1: what will happen then is then Foggy will smuggle him in street flavors of ramen, you know, like the chicken (laughs) picante and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah, you want the spicy. We're going to move on to the next book, which I'm telling you. Hey, hey, I'm not have a big fan of, a lot of this one to me. I am I, not a big fan of the Spider-Woman book. Focused. And I was so excited for it to come out and it has gradually, it, it, it's just a downward spiral. I mean, it is going down, it's down, down to the point the where
2: beautiful version of Spider-Woman. I like think a, it's
1: just the craziness of, I mean, at points you might as well have Mari up there and decide who is the daddy, because there's just stuff getting thrown yeah. at you. I mean, yeah, you yeah, end yeah. up having like, points every I'm page your brother. turn in, th- in the yeah, back oh of your mind goodness. you hear
2: the dun dun dun, dun so yeah oh yeah it's like, always oh, well spider woman
1: number four and it is written by carla pacheco with art by perry perez colors by frank del marda and vc's travis lanham on letters Superheroing doesn't pay the bills. So Jessica Drew took a bodyguard job protecting the daughter of pharmaceutical CEO Michael Marchin on the job. Jess got terribly sick, but this was no simple illness. Jess is experiencing side effects of experiments. Marchin is running on her as he tries to save his daughter from a genetic illness. When she learned Marchin is actually her brother and that her son is <laughs> thus susceptible to the illness. Though I said then, no, I don't think he really. Because he didn't seem that – they, they mention it in this, where yeah. it's so funny that you end up the idea it that her son – oh, my girls. son, my son. Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 your son probably okay, but he might not be. But you were going to steal sp- – oh, my goodness. Jess agreed to help going so far as to steal a spider necessary for the experiments from Octavia Vermus, the daughter of Spider-Woman's old nemesis, Otto Vermus. This book is so convoluted. It After is. following the lead of Michael March and his daughter Rebecca, Jess found herself at Wundegore Mountain, face to face with her and Michael's thought to be dead mother. This this story, you end up, like you said, it's every time. (laughs) It's like, hey, Michael Marchin, you brought me to Windigore Mountain after making me sick. Well, it's because I wanted to show you your mother. And by the way, I'm your brother. And you're just like, really? This family is
2: the most convoluted history of helping each other I've ever seen in my
1: life. And it's funny, too, because then you end up having Octavia Verma show up and she's like, eh. I hated my dad, but man, your family is screwed up. And <laughs> she even sees it, but even then jumps into it. I'll also say that I know that you want to have a character have an accent if they have an accent you know if i'm writing say you know foggy in daredevil for me i he'd say forget about it about 17 times i mean he's in new york right that's but with this you have jessica every second okay mom hey mom and i I, I understand it british no well here's the thing my mom Is English, right? I didn't call it. I used some other words. But if I would have sat there in one day and said the amount of mums that are in here. Mum is the word here because she says it ad nauseum and it gets annoying. Mum. Hey, mum. Where are you going, mum? All this stuff going on. But also most of this issue is yelling and screaming at each other about what they've done, what they haven't done. What are you going to do? Where you kind of lose track Of just what they are doing and the idea that they're trying to get this cure for the virus that they ended up giving Jess that was supposed to then cure Rebecca the girl and it's it's all twisted and turning and all this thing where it seems as if they would have went to Jess originally and we've been saying this the whole time. Hey, uh, yeah, you know, your mom's alive. I'm your brother. Let's go and figure out because my daughter's sick and I want to cure her kind of the way that you got cured. And she might have said yes, no, or whatever. But the convoluted path to get where we are in Wonder Uh, Gore Mountain as they are going through their history, what happened? You end up having, you know, their mother talking about how. You ended up how Jess ended up getting, you know, the deal because of her father and ended up attacking the mother when she was pregnant, but didn't know all these things going on here. That is the background. But then you you end up where Carla Pacheco even runs into a brick wall where she's like, (laughs) wait a second. Michael's my younger brother, but I'm only just what is going on? Well, you know, you were you were under, you know, in a coma for a while. They had you in stasis. I'm like. Why are we going to? Why are we trying yeah. to fix this? Every relationship this nonsense? has 14
2: steps to it that you
1: just. And there's no reason for them. Nobody's sitting there wondering about Michael March and why he appears younger when he's. All, you know, there's no. Nobody's saying this. And then you have no. to throw in the joke. Yeah, you, you are pretty old there. Please. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Well, they're there and they're talking about this. Jess, at one point, I thought maybe she was busting through. A wall, but it looks like she was throwing books And she's mad She says that Y'all lied to me, this is ridiculous I'm sick, my son, oh my god What's gonna go on? All these nonsense things Where then, even at the point where you end up out of nowhere a dog comes by that might be a clone and then also that she has been being watched with this suit kick or boot this dog i don't know she might (laughs) i don't know i think she gives it like a weird deal but then she looks up on the screen she's like wait a second
2: because at that point in the story i'm like listen i'm not a fan of this book Uh, but I don't think the hero is even even likable in any of the issues of this story either. And here she is kicking dogs. Dogs,
1: (laughs) yeah. And next she's going to go and throw a baby (laughs) off a cliff. She's screaming and yelling all this stuff. And so you get this. And out of nowhere, even you have mother she goes over to this big you know board there the big computer beep 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 and Jessica's suit pops up you've been watching me through my suit that's creepy and it's like i just wanted to check on you you end up having an alarm i'm like this book.
2: tries to rip it off forgets yeah. all about it in two seconds yeah. because the alarm Why, goes she off ripping
0: it off you can know. take it off gonna and be butt naked yeah i don't know what's going on I oh my god it i'm it yeah i'm
1: gonna kill big ronnie Oh, and that was who made the. So that even ties into the idea that Big Ronnie, who is the, you know, costume maker in New York is somehow tied in with the mother. I mean, really. And all of this nonsense <laughs> then just stops because all of a sudden there's an alarm. The and ice princess. Is yeah, you have yep, right the ice I mean. princess freaking uh, Octavia shows up with what ends up being her robot army. And the idea they're like, huh, all these robots have the same face. Well, if you're going to do that, if you are Octavia, and she even says at the one point, well, You guys end up, you know, having the Drew family has live guards and and they are nonsense. So I decided to, you know, evolve and get robot guards. So you end up having and this is just a nitpick. Which
2: Jessica isn't even sure our robot guards until she puts a fist through its face. And I'm not sure that's a robot. That looks like blood's going I'm everywhere. I'm telling you, me.
1: at one point, well, of course, you're if you're going to do a robot soldier, you're going to have oil that's red, right? It's going to be like heating <laughs> yes, oil. But you end up yeah, with this there. Yeah, so you end up here where you you also point out the deal of, hey – Oh, these guys, the guards, they have the same face. Well, if you're going to do that, if you're Octavia, right, you're making up your robot guards. Why give them different hair colors? This is just me. It's, it's a nitpick. But if you're going to go and you're not going to get fancy with the different faces, same face – just oh, make them blonde, black, whatever. Why, why go with this? You know, whole deal. And then it's just, I'm gonna punch him in the face. I think that they might be. I thought they were clones, is what. And you would get that a lot with with these sort of deals. But they're just robots. Michael's in the back. How did you know they were robots? Well, I, I might have just guessed. I don't know, and so you have all this going on where Octavia is yelling about her being the ice queen. She hates Jessica's mom. They're going at it, you know, a little catty. And then the mom's just like, eh, "I'm going to go up, and I'm going to, you know, go where we have our big guns and shoot people." She goes up. Jessica's like, <laughs> "Did you have this when I lived here? No, we we just made I it. All a transforming right, transforming mountain." And then Jess just says. Uh, This is something I know and just sits at this gun like she's Luke Skywalker in the Millennium Falcon. I know what you know that uh, there, Brandon. But you end (laughs) up where they're shooting. You have Octavia who's like, all right, let's get close enough so we're out of range. It's more like they can't get there. It's all a mess. It it is a complete mess of just scene. It's like you have 10 scenes. They don't connect, but you're just going to connect them and they're just nonsense where it's just yelling you end up having a missile being shot at all these people things are blowing up well then you end up having jessica then decide that she's got to go out and ride hybrid dinosaurs to yes. attack the robots and octavia Vermis. Because every so they time go, i
2: think dinosaurs it's it's why don't you take the head of one and put it on the body of another that's yeah, what we or need to do with let's
1: get a gorilla with a velociraptor face i, I yeah. don't know what's going on here but I even that either. like where's this set up they're just Is gonna that go why she
2: kicked the dog to have the body of a dinosaur that's the I, problem I
1: why would you hang out with a full dog when you can hang out with a dogosaurus i mean really <laughs> and so they go on and they go and then you have rebecca i want to get involved too <laughs> oh and like what you can't do this i was riding those hybrid dinosaurs since before i could walk i'm like Who's putting you on a dinosaur at two years old? <laughs> yeah, Braxton. You putting him on a dinosaur?
2: No. 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 I don't put him on McKenna's back. No. She's really. So
1: They're like, all right, let's go. You have Michael. He's on a giant bat. They're flying around. You have the con velociraptorilla where Jessica's mm-hmm. on. You end up where I don't know why, but you get a triceratops and, and – made it with a moose it ends up having big antlers i don't know why it doesn't make it any better and they're all going around everybody's hooting and hollering as they go and attack on dinosaurs and and the thing is with this it's like carla pacheco at least she's like all right, let's go big. I mean, th- this is a bunch of BS, but l- at least let's have some fun, I guess. <laughs> you get dinosaurs, you get explosions, oh, you get you know, brothers who weren't brothers, mothers who never told you all these things and then when she when when Jessica grabs the one guy, she's choking this guy out and his eyes go different ways. That seems to be <laughs> the trigger that she says Oh, these are robots. No, no, you're just choking out a guy is what's (laughs) happening. You are now going to kill a a fella that his biggest weakness can't
2: really be choked out. uh, Not that I recall.
1: This guy's biggest weakness is that he actually needs to breathe and she's grabbing him. She punches him and yeah. And there's some pieces going, but let uh, see brain matter, it seems in a thing. I think she's like, yeah, they're, they're robots, right? And giving them the wink. And if, if whoever says they're not it's getting killed. So they're going while you have <laughs> Triceratops antler deer guy. He's going. They're beating the crap out of everybody. Michael's there who went out. He jumps off of his bat, but can't do anything. So he yells, I can't do anything. I'm going to get Rebecca out of here. So then you Ooh. have you have Jessica with the, the trash talk. Hey, ice coward. I'm like, "Ooh, that that's that's not shade. That's stupid." Even with that, you end up having Octavia like, "Yeah, you're not good at this trash talk. Well, you have the, the deal of Hey, Michael, get Rebecca out of here. But then they're gone, but then they're not again. Then they are again. Then they're at a door. Then they're they not. But then like they-
2: the, this argument is occurring over three feet span of land here, and the bad guys within shouting distance the whole yeah, time. Yeah, they're
1: just fighting. They're they're listening or whatever, and you end up where Jessica then shoves Michael and Rebecca in through a door. And then the next thing, it just is like the pretty much we're on Hoth. And now the shielding goes down and Luke's stuck out in, in the snow. Means. You know <laughs> what I mean. And that's where you end up where the thing shuts. Jessica wasn't in there and they seem to go through a smaller. But then, Mom, uh, um, what? And like, Mom, where are you? you left her up in, in the cannon she was up top she wasn't uh, so well, they go and of
2: course she's buried doesn't is she buried under rubble and they just pull her out yeah, yeah they just pull
0: her out you're now cuz it blew up
1: buried in rocks apparently yeah and, and plus she she looks young and spry right pinky. No. Actually, I thought at one point she was impaled with the one rock. I'm like, she ain't live. But yeah, they end up getting her. She's limping away. And then you just have Octavia Vermus who comes up, sees this you know blast door that's down and says, huh, charming, and then kicks it the hell down and just walks in mm-hmm. and, and still has – where are this all these the robot guys left? Ever. I saw a lot of blowing up and people – where where did the dinosaurs go? Did they finally just leave? They're like we're going someplace, you know, better like buffalo it's off yeah. they go. I mean, they
2: where were, are they going? They go? built up, and they didn't really do much at all, really. I'm telling you, these
1: dinosaurs are heading out <laughs> they into hungry. the wilderness. They they are gonna, they're going to start the worst ecological disaster when they start mating with anything <laughs> they can see. Because I don't know if you realize this, but if you do make clone hybrid animal dinosaurs, horny as hell. They're heading out, and they're mating <laughs> immediately with anything they yeah. can see. Well, now Dull you end horny. up having a standoff. Hey, Miriam, you're nonsense. Well, you're nonsense, and your research is nonsense, and my research is nonsense, and you stole my spider, and ah, and then you end up having Octavia just slap Jessica's mom, just slaps her in the face, and then pretty much says, "Okay, we're going to attack all my robots, fire at will," and they start firing their uzis. And then the bullets just either stop or they're still going. But of course, they're in a spider formation. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? And the only thing. The only thing that upsets me the more in this book than anything is it says to be continued, not to be concluded. Because this book shouldn't <laughs> be around; it's it's
0: bad. Yeah, it's got it some problems.
1: I like Spider Woman. I'm a fan, and it's one I of like those. Where I like reading
2: the reviews of this book because I think people get different copies than I get. I'm not. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you, I, I might have gotten a little, a little over the top. But the thing is, it's just, it's crazy. I don't understand. What's going on that people would think that this is anything that makes sense. If anything, you can say, well, you know, it's fun. I, I see this with the X Factor book, Leah Williams book. On the whole deal with the X-Men where I'm reading, I'm like, this book is a wreck. I mean, it it only makes sense. They're a mojo world. You you end up with Leah Williams. You don't want her going off the mojo verse because that's even more on top. (laughs) But with that, I'm like, people people are giving it 10 out of 10s, 10 out of 10. Really? But yeah, this book it looks okay at times, but even the art, and I don't know, it's one of those, is it the art is a bit confusing at times, or is it that the story is so confusing that the art can't keep up, that Perry Perez is like, I don't even know what's going on, I'll just draw a dinosaur, I'll draw a dinosaur in a blast door, but yeah. you just, what I think the the biggest problem with it is, and all jokes aside, you know, all jokes aside, Brent, is that, <laughs> There's too much going on and half of it's nonsense and the nonsense starts piling up on itself. And then when you try to go back to a story, you have to wade through that. And then there's more nonsense. And all of this ends up being just a just thinking of and I know this is a comic book universe so me saying thinking of this really happening is kind of goofy in in itself but thinking about this as if it actually would happen it makes no sense i mean they are going all over the place with this the whole idea too was well jessica's joining in because this might end up happening to Son, right? Well, in here, Mom Miriam says, "Well, it kind of doesn't go with the males. It's more the X gene that has the problems, and that's why your brother. Because once you say that's her brother, you kind of throw that out, and also that he has the spider. He, he used the venom blast. It doesn't make sense with the things going on now. With that too, we have in the background the reason they're doing all this is because both Rebecca and jessica are dying as we speak i don't think they are i don't see anything no. that's going there's on no if you're gonna no, ha-
2: like uh they keep saying it but you don't see her even like
1: throwing up anymore you don't see her weakened or anything i was just gonna say all you need to do is have her as she's fighting get hit in the side all of a sudden she's vomiting that you know green toxic waste You don't have anything. At one point, she was taking that other stuff, you know, trying to get that and see if it would cure them. That was overpowering her, but making her very aggressive. That that seemed to have disappeared. And all these things are all, you know, this is only the fourth issue to have things already disappearing, then popping up again later and in a different way or not that, you know, just that idea of it. It, it it's nonsense. It really is. So with that, I'm giving it a five point five. What would you give it?
2: Yeah, I would give this a three point five. I don't uh, I don't really like much about anything. This seems like a uh one of those movies that come out it Transformers comes out on, on DVD and, and Transmorphers you want comes Transmorphers? out alongside it. This is the Transmorphers version of Spider-Woman. It, it's just terrible, like, C-movie
1: ideas thrown uh, in I think you're dissing Transmorphers <laughs> a little too much there. I mean,
0: you're, I mean, you're this going. This
2: is just, it's, it's I don't know. It, I, I can't, when I'm reading through any of this, take one word of uh, what the writer's trying to tell me seriously. It, it's, it's like watching, uh, I don't know, just a bad wrestling storyline written out on paper. It really is.
1: So what you're saying, since Transmorphers, I always say that those movies, and you'll have like Avengers, Game Ender, and oh, <laughs> yeah. those are all for grandmothers who are getting movies when their grandkids are coming over. That that's yeah. my incredible that. bulk
2: is another one.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you end up it's like, <laughs> well, my granddaughter said that she liked the Spider Woman, so yeah. here we go. Here you go, darling. She's like reading this like eh, my Spider Woman, granny. You get it's out like of a, town.
2: I read uh, on tre- trending on Twitter the old Xbox was trending because people were buying the old Xbox One X instead of the new Xbox, whatever the hell it's eh, called. They're
1: going retro. <laughs> I, I could just imagine. It's like, you know, Granny, Ooh. your nonsense with the Spider Woman, please. Kids my age do not like ribbon candy. Stop it. it it's all connected <laughs> yeah. in that dish. It's one piece. Oh. Bye.
2: I apologize to all the kids out there ahead of time that are getting the wrong Xbox for Christmas. That and is right. That's well, that's you know? better <laughs>
1: than the one video me and Eric used to watch, and I hated it, was this kid. And like he goes down. It's like the Xbox 360. Oh, my God. I got it for Christmas. And then when he opened it up, it was just a box with a bunch of socks in it. Yeah, so and I'm the kid starts crying. And the dad worst dad ever he's like why are you crying you know we can't afford it <laughs> i'm like really <laughs> you, you set that up you jerk really i, yeah, I actually that's... what i i like doing that as well but then you have to have that gift separate you know what i mean like they open oh, it yeah. up and there sucks. well then you have to pull out the xbox for real and All that stuff, but we're going to go to the last book, and I I do like this issue enough. I like it more than The Spider Woman, I'll tell you, and it is Venom, and it is Venom number 28, I believe. I'm having problems reading from the names of these review copies, but I have to scroll up. It is Venom number 28, Legacy number 193, in case you wanted to know, Brendan. I know that some people point that out all the time. Yeah. Here we go. Venom number 28 written by Donny Cates art by Juan Gedeon. Jesus Zeus, on colors and VCs, Clayton cows on letters. And it is Venom beyond part three. Eddie Brock's son, Dylan can physically or psychically manipulate symbiotes through the extent of his powers is unknown. Uh, looking for answers, he and his father visited the Maker an alternate reality Reed Richards, who sometimes tolerates them and also has a really long head that disturbs Jim <laughs> immensely. But the yes. world doesn't revolve around Eddie Brock and the Maker had been working on designs of his own specifically for a sizable interdimensional gate to go along with a sizable cranium. Virus, a madman in mechanized armor cobbled together from the black market ambush, the three of them in the ensuing chaos, all four were pulled in the Maker's portal, separated and scattered across space time. While the Maker made off to parts and times unknown, again, probably going to find the ultimate warrior. Since he is from parts <laughs> unknown, yes. Eddie and Dylan landed together in a twisted version of New York City with virus hot on their trail. He was thwarted, however, by a team of ultra violent and symbiotic versions of the Avengers forced to retreat for Dylan's safety. Eddie took to the sewers as Venom, where he encountered a small team of symbiotic heroes led by his long deceased ex-wife Ann weighing. And that was a big cliffhanger what you start here though is with the main villain of the uh, this whole deal the whole venom beyond the whole deal is codex and he looks like no he, he looks a lot right, like yeah. Null. i was
2: convinced it was Null I'll almost all through the yeah. story
1: so it's it's kind of a cool deal we find out by the end who this really is and he is pretty much Torturing virus Trying to figure out virus While well, he has Doc Ock There doing some minutes Of Venomized Doc Ock Everybody's Venomized It seems in this future here But he is kind of confused About all this tech Where'd you get it What's going on And finally you do end up Having virus Tell him I- I'm not from here You know I ended up going I ended up with Reed but, You know he he pretty much Spills the beans But the yeah. big thing that he says And the big thing that really you know, triggers this whole deal with Codex as he mentions Eddie Brock. And the minute that he hears that, Codex goes nuts and says, Tell me everything. And I'll tell you, I um this this art is a little bit cartoony. Yeah, for it's weird, the but deal. I don't, hate it. It's, it's, I actually actually don't like it. I, I actually like it. I actually like it. Why I like it is the turn and twist where this does seem like a darker version of a Batman Beyond, hence the, you know, Venom Beyond. Yeah, I don't need it also because it's another universe. It helps yeah. separate, you know, we're in a different place and time. I'm telling you, I'm as easy to go with as that when I hear the Beyond, I think, yeah, DC has a book, but I think of the cartoon, so I can go with a cartoony look for this, thinking, oh my, it's like that. But like you said, it is a different deal. So it is a cool idea to have a different type of art. And I'm telling you, when you end up tell me everything, when he hears Eddie Brock, I mean, it is so cartoony. I'm very anime or manga cartoony there where he's there with his one eye squint and the one eyes open that I can't really do. And so with that, though, you go into the sewers where there's Eddie and Dylan. They're talking to Anne and we're figuring out with Eddie how this world's working and what is going on. And you pretty much have a Venom core here with some pretty famous guys. Uh, but before that, you even have Anne trying to figure out, is this Eddie? Is Is this really Eddie? And we even talked about the idea that you have a other alternate deal. This, there, It's not going to be her, Eddie, and that's not his end, but they're trying to figure it out. And I like this darker beyond universe of the deal where Anne says, tell me how you ended up becoming, you know, with that symbiote. And he says, well, I was upset. I went to the church. I was going to kill myself, but the symbiote came and took me over so I couldn't do it uh, after I lost you and everything else and answers well here my eddie he pulled the trigger I mean he he didn't stop and nobody stopped them and then when she went to pretty much seemingly do the same thing with their anger wondering why you know why am I getting all the crap here that's where she ended up getting the symbiote and I think that that's a cool thing because a lot of times you'll get these alternate universes different timelines things like that and it'll just be like okay because the one guy like it would be like you'd go here and the only reason she became Venom in this universe is because eddie didn't but there is that whole spelled out and it's spelled out well and i liked it but you end up then with some fan service deal because you're going to find out who is teamed up with her and i i kind (laughs) of like it i mean it's it's one of those where it's not exactly you know maybe it made me roll my eyes a little teeny
2: bit yeah all the pieces don't really fit into place but there's just kind of
1: some names thrown out there to make the connection again yeah you You end up you have Peter Parker. And the funny thing is is they're throwing shade at Peter right before this like, yeah, yeah that stupid him. thing, and she's there. And the thing that makes me laugh here, it is definitely a you know a, a, a movie universe deal. It's a Tom Holland version with oh, a mustache. Looks, yeah, you know what I mean?
2: Did he have a mustache? I couldn't tell if that no, was yeah, his shadow. I, th- or... I
1: think he has a mustache to make him a little older. And it made me laugh. I'm like, that's, that's definitely Tom Holland. <laughs> it really yeah. is. And then you end up with Cletus Cassidy. And the weirdest thing about this is, and I, I guess he just wanted to do this. Right. But that's the wow. Mo- like that's the one. This is where, in my mind, she would say, like, oh, let me introduce you to the four, you know, troops that we have. The guys fighting. And you're like, here is Tom Holland, Peter Parker, right? There he is. You know that idiot. Here is Wade Wilson. Yeah, they call me dead ass. Shut up. Here is Andy Benton. Here she is. Hey, what up? You know, and she really looks cartoony. And then I would like to have Eddie say, well, I thought you said four. Oh, oh, I forgot. Hey, Cletus, and then he cut like a oh, wow, like you know what I mean. But he's just yeah. thrown in there second. You're like Cletus Cassidy. Okay, well, Eddie. Waits for everybody to be introduced, then to yell, Cassidy. I'm like, why didn't he yell that right away? You let everybody be introduced, but he's like, Are you insane? He's going to kill him. She's like, No, no, no. He's the first one. Our science officer set this up. We're doing all this stuff. Please. And you get mention of the science officer a couple of times. And so all of a sudden, then they get attacked, and they get attacked by a pretty cool bunch uh, you know, of, characters that are now villains but would have been villains and heroes combined you got juggernaut thing wolverine it looks like a mega red all these guys going on here and again that's wild wow moments because the fight isn't that great right were you impressed yeah. at all with it's just kind of a fight just to show okay there's a lot of stuff going on here the Deadpool and, moments were mildly funny but it's just yeah. typical deadpool It is because then he he ends up, hey, knock, knock, who's there? The guy who's going to survive this big explosion because he's wearing pretty much the, you know, the C4 vest there that blows up. And so they all go off and he has saved the day. But you go and have then back to the whole deal with virus with Octavius and and this going on where we do end up having Codex wondering you know what's ca- he's trying to figure out things and trying to go with Eddie Brock and things like that but he ends up using the stuff and he ends up making a scorpion there i mean you have a lot of things going on you yeah. end up having scorpion here all of this to just lead to them going back and i'm talking
0: eddie well, scorpion
2: is uh i squeaked there like i'm going through puberty scorpion was a virus they ended up, he ended up saying mark Gagin is is revealed to be virus he got his legs chopped off in the latest carnage um uh one of those tie-in issues i want to say the one with miles maybe or might have been in the main book also cuz they showed a bunch of stuff in all, in all those issues repeatedly but uh yeah that that's who this ended up being i thought that was pretty cool um, I, I didn't hate it he stays tied into this whole this whole thing and I don't know why he's mad at venom venom and chopped his legs off that seemed more to do with carnage than venom but uh, yeah
1: and with this the way that they made this and then really is they made him in the scorpion because they were trying to get a symbiote they were trying to get in this world it seems like this world every character has a symbiote yeah, version of toasted that it up. Yeah, so you end up with them because this whole time they're like, Okay, we're trying to, you know, achieve full symbiosis, we're trying to combine them and then finally Octavius is like, Yep, we did it. And that's where he falls out and he says, yeah, your name was Virus, but we're going to change that here. We're going to call you Scorpion now. And that's where, like you said, you end up having Virus. Now, Scorpions say, yeah, my legs got chopped off all this. You can call me Scorpion now, all that. And he's like, OK, that sounds pretty good, Mr. Gargan. Now we're going to go get back on your knees and swear your allegiance. So you have this where he's building a symbiotic army of these things like we saw attack this whole venom core that knows that this is wrong while they go back to their base and that's where you see they have crazy crazy cooter reed richards i mean this is if you (laughs) have the council of reeds the council of ricks this is the reed richards who eats his own poo is what i think it is it's like on rick and morty with that and so you end up where he's just crazy but crazy like a fox because and the funny thing is, is through all of this, the thing that got me is they were in the sewers. They got attacked. Eddie said for Dylan, Dylan, you go over there until we're safe. OK, he goes over there. But why isn't anybody asking about Dylan until they get here? I mean, this is where all of a sudden then Anne says, is that your son? You have a son. I mean. He was there this whole time well, Every and so, time anyone comes around Eddie's like, hey, go bug off somewhere Yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> he, he doesn't want to be seen he, It's almost like it's one of those things Where Eddie, <laughs> he's, he's on the market He's taking off yeah, the he's ring That's what <laughs> happens You don't need a son around But they end up going and then Hey, uh, what's your son? What's your name there? Oh, Dylan, Dylan Brock Dylan, And he freaks out and is like, hey, what's up? What's wrong with that name? Oh my God, Dylan! In our universe, is Kodak's Dan Dan Dan? It's it, I said it's like Damian Wayne, Batman yeah, Six Six Six. It's yeah. all the stuff, but. That's why he freaked out, but that's pretty cool. It actually, I'm telling that was a you, a nice
2: twist. I just expected it to be future null. You know what I'm saying in in 2099. So I like that it's not that. It, do you ever it, do you ever go up to somebody in Buffalo and
1: tell them the null no off? No, since it's the we, f- we're not fancy around here. We do we don't know Swedish. Null no off, you say? Yeah, really. We know Canadian that, only. A. A off, <laughs> You end up, though, with a pretty fun issue. I mean, if you can get involved with this, we said before we even recorded the idea of this Venom Beyond. Yeah, it seems like it's just there because you don't you're you're at the point where you, you need Noel to come for that story. You know, Noel has to get here. We're already ready for that. So let's go in the future. Let's play around alternate time. All these things going on. But I can have fun with it. It doesn't feel important overall. It feels like something that when they leave, well, it'll just you know be nothing. But it is killing time. But story. I'm enjoying it enough, and I I think that the cartoony art won me over. I think that Andy Benton's art is great. I, I like her look in this anime slash manga slash cartoony universe and things like that. But it's, it's a well-paced story. You get some big fan service moments. You get some nice little dialogue and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where when people love Donnie Cates, you know, oh Donny Cates, he's changing up, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he's changing up Thor. Oh, he's changed up Venom. He's adding to the mythos. I just like this for fun. You know, and, and maybe this will end up being something bigger, maker, getting involved eventually and stuff. But I just like to have fun with this and I am having fun. And so I'm going to give this a 8 out of 10. What would you give it?
2: Yeah, I'm going to give this a 7.8. I, uh, like I said, I, I think it's a little bit of a time killer thing until we get to the null is coming uh, stuff that's we all know is coming. Uh, but the, this is a good distraction. I mean, I got I got an answer as to who virus was and what's going on with all that, and uh, the Dylan twist at the end was was uh, you know enough to hook me in, and then kind of you know the the Cletus and Parker uh, Easter eggs there, them being the other symbiotes. All that was was interesting enough to keep me hooked here.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I I fully agree. I think that it's just fun, and you can have some cool fan service moments it's an else world and and we get that a lot i mean we had the whole dead man logan stuff and things like that but this is kind of cool i do like it i like the futuristic setting i'd like to see more of that i'd like to see but it seems like the big mo of this is going to be like okay what other characters can we throw in venomized right You get yeah. that, but but i've liked it's been them going enough. out a lot
2: lately with uh Marvel it's like, what can we venomize now
1: seriously it, it's just like a DC with the, the dark Knights. I mean really that's that's all that we have now but uh other than that hey we're done you're done Brandon you are you... off the hook now we had these three books I'm gonna be back with a couple more books before we end the show but everybody thank Brandon thank Brandon thank for you. coming by thank him for being <laughs> partly sober and doing yeah. that and I just want to mention too that if anybody wants to mail in we haven't gotten mail in a while and it is weird science marvel comics at gmail.com and if you do I will do the mail with Brandon I'll force him into that as well so uh, I just volunteered you for it Brandon yeah, it, whether you like is it or when not I end up catching all my X-Men shade here for, for yeah not being that's <laughs> what you can do he is he's closed minded <laughs> at the books, and I'm telling you half the time I I think you're the smart one then because i <laughs> yeah. end up doing it and it drives me nuts but well, i've learned with,
2: my lesson i've been trying to make sense of the x books for a very long time and i, I eventually just threw my hands up and know like, you know what i only like wolverine anyway so let's just yeah. focus on Wolverine." so
1: what you're telling me is you're not going to be that involved with ten of swords is that what well, you're telling me well i, I uh, will
2: read that one wolverine issue in ten of yeah swords. you'll have
1: that because that's <laughs> part of it but i'm going to go off and i'll finish up with a couple books thanks brandon And we'll be right back.
0: Well, it's 8 o'clock up there in Buffalo. Brendan's been drinking all day and I gotta get him for the show. So that means no Brandon tonight. Brandon's lame. Have you heard? Brandon's lame. His family's ashamed. His little girl wants to change her
1: name. Ah yeah, Brandon's gone, so we can throw shade at him because that's how you do it, right? That's it. Ah, yes. Well, we're going to start this section of books. I have three books that I'm going to talk about by my own lonesome here. And we're going to start with a book that we should call Kirk Cameron about because it's been left behind. Anybody? Kirk Cameron left behind, right? Kirk Cameron. You end up with uh, Spider-Man is what it is. This is the JJ slash Henry Abrams Spider-Man book. It started out, it's a five-issue mini, started out last September. We're only getting issue four a year later. This book, not just having the COVID shutdown affected, it was hit with immense delays. Now, besides that, you know, you end up having Sarah Pacelli on art. This issue, you have an inking assistant. A lot of people, when this was announced, said, oh, my God, Sarah Pacelli can never keep anything on schedule. This is going to be delayed. And I don't know that it was just her, but. One of the problems, one of the bigger problems that this book has, and I know that a lot of books end up with this, uh, it sucks. It's terrible. It, it's not good. Nothing is set up properly. The pacing is all over the place. It is bad. It, it's a bad book. And I thought to myself, should I review this? Should I have this on the podcast? And this kind of is almost like my... And not manifesto, but it is a pledge. It's a pledge that if I'm going to do this book, you best believe we're going to cover a lot more books. Because this book would have been left behind. Kurt Cameron, uh, nobody's even reviewed it yet on the roundup. Uh, so here we go. It is Spider-Man number four, Bloodline part four, penultimate issue. J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams writing. Wish I could say that Art by Sarah Pacelli Inking assistant elizabetta D'Amico Colors by Dave Stewart Not of the arithmics don't, don't even go there, right? Is, is that Is anybody Is this on here? VC's Joe Caramanga On letters Ben Parker inherited his father Peter Parker's spider powers With the help of his friend Faye Ito A.K.A. The Marker Ben put on his dad's old costume And helped people He helped the people, right? Now This is where you realize, and it's going to start right here, right now, just like we ended up having Jesus Jones sing in the day. I I think what I'm going to do is just every obscure reference I can come up with is coming out in this section. But you end up, this book is overloaded with nonsense. Things trip over each other. You're trying, and I'm not trying, and you aren't either. I shouldn't say that. It's the Abrams. They're trying to just give you... The kitchen sink approach Instead of settling down and actually Telling a coherent story And so with that we're going to continue On and and just beware It, it starts here uh, He helps people Peter was shocked To see this but before the two Parkers could have it out they were attacked by a Cyborg named cadaverous Alright well right there You got enough I mean this is only A five issue mini, right so You have a cyborg, let's deal with this. Cadaverous, pretty cool name, right? And and the idea of a father-son and a Peter Parker, who hasn't been a great father, and then seeing his son Ben take up the mantle that he kind of gave up when you ended up having Mary Jane, you know, his wife, die. Years ago, Cadaverous murdered Ben's mother, Mary Jane, and now he's kidnapped Ben's dad. That would be Peter in a subterranean lab Surrounded by his cybernetic quote unquote children, Cadaverous then resurrected his mentor, scientist Minka Tross, using nearly all of Peter's irradiated blood. Meanwhile, Ben and Fay tried to get help from the head of Stark International, Riri Williams, who helped them track down Tony Stark himself. It may be too late though, because as we're all found out by what the looks like they were attacked by a um, tribe, cybernetic Avengers. Cybernetic zombie Avengers. So yeah, you end up having Dead mentor resurrected, right? You end up having Peter Parker kidnapped by Cadaverus, who also had killed Mary Jane in the past. You end up also having irradiated blood thrown in and Riri Williams, Tony Stark, and cybernetic zombie Avengers. Now, that could be a lot of fun. This sounds like you got everything going on. Boy, let's have some fun with this. The problem is, is trying to figure out what the hell is going on At most points in this the progression And like I said the pacing But just the character work Or lack thereof and The progression almost ends up It ends up being very similar to A Skittles commercial and where I say That is because and again I just want To throw the reference in when you have The Skittles commercials where you know The kid's there and he's like I I feel Kind of funny and then you kind of Go off screen. Then when he comes back, he's got a bunch of Skittles on his face. And then he disappears for a second again, comes back, more Skittles go. And now he's just one big giant Skittle that I hate because Skittles are terrible and nonsense. But what you end up having with Minka, as she is there begging, begging Cadaverus to pretty much, you know, stop this. Stop the nonsense. Stop the horror. You have made me into a zombie I don't like my looks. I hate this. I feel like something's crawling under my skin. Oh, man, what are you doing? This is the worst. Well, each time you go back, she's worse until she just becomes a spider. She just becomes a spider because she's got Peter's irradiated blood in her. There is the idea that she ended up having research that would tie into Peter Parker and this big key, all these things tied in that then tie in that S.H.I.E.L.D. grabbed it, and Peter's parents, working for S.H.I.E.L.D., they didn't like it and tried to get rid of it, and they did everything but one spider. All this stuff tries to wrap into itself, but what it does is spin around in my head until I get dizzy, and I get dizzy very very quickly so while that is all going on between minka and cadaverous with the idea of i'm your mentor he seems to want to take it to the next level here she might be putting him in the friend zone but she's also putting him in the i was dead and why'd you bring me back zone and sometimes and always actually dead is better but you end up there with all this going on you go off to our main character ben Who's there with his friend Faye. Who is the Marker. Who also is there with Reary, And also there with man bun old Tony Stark. They're getting like by, Like they said cybernetic zombie Avengers. Because why not? And you end up having cybernetic zombie Hulk. He's upset. He wants Tony Stark. But instead of going right for Tony Stark. He ends up grabbing Reary Because Thor. And that is cybernetic zombie Thor. Comes and grabs Stark. While. Hulk grabs Riri and pretty much exited her two, three time zones away. She has gone counties away. You know, you end up, she's been knocked into a different area code. And she ends up flying through the air and splash landing into a pond out in the middle of nowhere. She appears, in my mind, to be dead. She isn't, though, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that as one of the... You know, exhibit A, B, and C of why there's really no setup going on here. Ben realizes he's got to do something about this while Tony Stark is getting choked out by cybernetic zombie Thor. So he puts on the Spider-Man outfit, and now they are going to attack. He ends up where Thor has a huge battle axe. It's not Mjolnir, a battle axe. He's about to pretty much cleave this kind of hippie version of Tony Stark in half. But luckily, Ben ends up being able to grab it by a web and kind of pull it. But then it kind of falls apart. But nothing from that comes. uh, Just nonsense. Well, then we go back to Cadaverous. And now Minka, who now is more a zombie than before. Like I said, now she's got a couple more Skittles on her face. I mean, she's she's sick with Skittles. And so with this going back and forth, and it just continues. Why did you bring me back? Why did you try? Well, uh, Minka, I ended up using your... Research, you were brilliant. I knew it was right. And it wasn't for those stupid Richard and Mary Parker. If Richard and Mary Parker were that shield and get it done, we would have done it. And then I killed Mary Jane. And, ah. and you go with all this going on and the idea. Oh, I uh, I couldn't find Spider-Man, but I got his blood. And then I got it in here. And then I found out who it was. And I got Peter Parker. So I drained him of all his blood and put it in the And oh, no, you're a spider. While Peter's there in a tube, seemingly without blood, he ends up getting Cracked out of the tube falls down. And then the next thing you know, he's on a table where they realize he ain't got not much blood left. It's what happened. We don't got much blood there. So we can't do the experiment anymore. Well, luckily let's just act like we are Ben Kenobi and Yoda on Dagobah. There is still another because they can go get Ben. So that's just the forced way of finally getting to Ben. And using Peter as the bait. All right. So we go off to the zombie cybernetic Avengers again, where you end up having them now being attacked fully by zombie cybernetic Captain America, who has Tony down on the ground and is about to chop off his head with a shield until he gets hit by lightning. And they're like, oh, my God, look. And and, and Riri. Has come back, she she got out of that pond And then just went and put her suit on and came back I guess, because it's nonsense And she does, she ends up then, you know Blasting Captain America Then blasting Thor Then blasting, and also Peter Tying down and webbing up Hulk Who, you think he could just break out of this But he doesn't, and then the police show up and go Hey Aren't you Spider-Man, the one we chase? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And then off they go. And then you even have Marker there. And I'm going to go and I'm going to spray my stuff on Black Widow that seems to heal her, I guess. But then we go off and this is where I said you have Cadaverous, Minka, Minka now full out just ugly spider. I mean, really, you got real ugly, baby. Uh, they end up going off. And getting on a bridge and saying on the internet, hey, hey there, Spider-Man, young Spider-Man. Look, we got your father and we're going to eat him if you don't come here. And they're like, don't go, Ben. But then he does. And then when he gets there, she's just, you know, big spider trying to do things. In the meantime, you have Cadaverous' children, which are cybernetic, then just show up in helicopters and grab Ben. As Ben yells, I'm not going to leave you behind, Dad. And then you have Peter up, Ben. <laughs> you know, oh no, they got my son to be concluded. Yeah, garbage. It, it, it's bad. It's really bad. It, it is one of the worst books that I have read in quite some time. And you just heard me lose my mind on the whole deal with Spider Woman, but at least I don't know. At least I could laugh. I'm laughing at this. But at least in Spider Woman, there are points where I think that maybe I think I'm laughing at it, but you end up having Carla Pacheco, the way she's writing it, she's just laughing along with me. Like, this is how it's set up. I think that she's trying to be fun and wacky, even Silver Age, you know, feel maybe. But this book seems like they're trying. And they better try harder because they, this is not good. Things, like I said, things just happen. You have Riri just get thrown. Away, land what appears to be on a farm in a pond. She just comes back to blast and save the day as Ironheart. You, you end up having, you know, Minka there. Oh, man, what'd you do? Oh, my, I just turned into a spider without any progression whatsoever. I just ended up being a spider. Off we go. And so at the end, you end up with this. Oh, no. And you have Peter yell, my boy, as he is tied upside down. And throughout all this, pretty much, you just... Using the idea of a secret identity And just throwing it out the window Every step of the way as well But that's a nitpick But overall With the art not being The greatest Sarah Pacelli That I've ever seen as well I'm giving this a 3.5 Out of 10 And if I end up thinking like Okay, so it took this long To get this book back And and again, I will give it A little leadway Because of the COVID shutdown But if I I I could go to I could go less But I'll stick with that But I'm gonna go off To a couple books That are Thank God They're a little better Starting with Immortal She-Hulk Number one Yes, the green door, and we're going to get a bit of the green door in The Immortal She-Hulk, number one, written by Al Ewing, art by John Davis Hunt, colors by Marcel Menez, and letters by VCs Cory Pettit in a one-shot. That is the three deaths of Jennifer Walters, and that is where Al Ewing is going to use those three deaths, tie into the green door, tie into his Immortal Hulk deal, his story and I saw a lot of people before I even read this say that this is incredible, this is the greatest thing ever. If you're not reading Immortal Hulk, I don't know that this will be as incredible as some people are saying to you. If you don't like the Immortal Hulk, then I really don't think that it's going to be as incredible as some of the people are saying. I think that the art is great, and if you are enjoying The Immortal Hulk run by Al Ewing, which I am. I'm enjoying it. I don't love it, but I do like it. And, you know, I'm hot and cold with it. But recently, I've been down with it again. And I'm a She-Hulk fan. I'm not getting a great She-Hulk in The Avengers. Jason Aaron, I don't think, is giving us much of a She-Hulk at all. It is Jen just there, you know, grunting and moaning and at points lusting for Thor. But what you have here, Al Ewing, is not only tying Jennifer into his whole story, including getting as far as going with the leader stuff that we're doing right now, but he ends up giving Jason Aaron possibly an out that he can start writing She-Hulk a little better. Or if he doesn't, you actually even have a little bit of an explanation of why she is more of a savage She-Hulk. This is when she feels that Jennifer is threatened. Where Jennifer can't handle things, that's when the savage she-hulk comes out. That's where the grunting and moaning She-Hulk comes in there, and that's why it's not quite as, you know, intelligent as a lot of the She Hulks that we've had before. And those are the ones that I love. I love the idea that you have a female Hulk, but A little better. Even when she says here. Because we do get the origin. And it's very quick. And if you haven't read that first issue. It's a funny issue. And it's funny in the way. Because of how things tie in. And how things work out. Where gangsters do shoot Jen. You end up. Because you know. She's dipping into things. She shouldn't be dipping into. And they end up where she is going to die. You end up having. Thank God. A doctor. He has the shingle there. And the doctor. doctor across the street for where jen gets shot he he has a full out room for surgery and transfusions still think to this day that that guy's a serial killer why you would have that in his house but it allows a transfusion to happen and bruce is desperate and it's one of those things i don't have time to get her to the hospital she needs a transfusion i will view it i'll do it right now me into her and she goes Gamma. She ends up getting that. And when they do finally then, be, they're able to take her to the hospital. She ends up where these gangsters show up. And I think John Davis Hunt does a great job, especially when the gangsters show up again to smother her in the hospital. Uh The one guy, the blonde-haired guy with the glasses, classic. He looks great here. Well, that's where Jen ends up going all Hulk, but says... I was angry getting shot. We'll do that. But from the start, I had it under control. That was then. And this is now. And again, we see that when she first died, there's the green door. She just goes through. Boom, she's back. Well, we're going to get the other times that she died. Of course, I said three deaths of Jen Waters, one being recently that Al Ewing did in Empire. So you end up where in the now she is fighting tantrum tantrums there you have all this destruction going on from empire yeah valuing tying into his own nonsense i i've been on record fully that i thought that empire was terrible but you end up where they're fighting and this fight you know it could go on for a while until wolverine comes and schnicks him right in the back tantrum goes down he's dead he explains to jen yeah, I can take him to crack call We oh, can get it. And he'll be welcome there and all these things, mutant things with that. And I like the concept of this. I like having the classic Wolverine Hulk, but Wolverine She-Hulk. And he is trying to help Jen, trying to make her feel better. But Wolverine comes off as kind of a adult here. He, he seems like he is not so swift when he's like, hey, you know. This Krakoa thing's awesome. I mean, it's great for for the mutants. And, you know, for years and years, we've been trying to run away and we have a thing. But, uh yeah, you don't have anything, do you? You just have the Avengers up. Sorry about that. Let's go get a drink. And they go and get a drink. And when they do go there, you end up having She-Hulk. Boom. Let me transform back into jennifer and we haven't seen this in a while and so i like this where she does transform and she's just jennifer she's going to talk to wolverine and basically the rest of this issue is going to involve her deaths we're going to see the down below we're going to see all that but also we're going to see her with a bit of a crisis a bit of a thing where she's trying to figure out what it means to die and when you do what is it all about do you ever see anything because she doesn't Remember every she barely Remembers anything but she does Remember a place there's something You know hey Wolverine you've died And recently he's completely you know Died but on Krakoa You end up having The resurrection so that's the cool time You have the hulks with the green door And you have the mutants With their Krakoan resurrection With the five all of these things so she Says you know what what's Going on when you die I know that You have a healing factor but you did die what happened and also you've died a million times like what is it what happens and Wolverine pretty much is a guy who he knows what he knows and he's not going to go much further than that this is not socrates right it's not snicktates is what i'd call him which is is terrible we
0: will never forgive you.
1: but he says just think of it as healing just think of it as your own little healing factor. You know, you get by that way. You don't have to think too hard. D- don't end up, you know, thinking too much into this. You end up coming back. That's what you do. It's a healing factor. You know, no fuss, no muss. Let's go with that. Well, she even thinks about, you know, the second time. The second time that she died, seemingly in, in Civil War Two, here, where she ends up dying. And you go down to the down below. and. That's where she starts to see, not remember, but in this she sees there's a little more going on now. The down below, it is actually evolving. It is actually getting more tied in personally to the Hulk, things like that, because what you have is Uncle Brian, which is Bruce's dad, and he's down there. We've seen him in the Immortal Hulk run, all these things going on. And, you know, you even have the setup of, You know, when Jen's little, she hears from her father that old Brian Banner has killed Bruce's mother and had all this problem. So when Jen's there, she's like, I'm definitely in hell, right? I mean, you definitely, Uncle Brian, you you deserve to be in hell. I must be in hell. And like, no, 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 you know, we're in our own little place and you're not in hell and we have to do this. And, And really, just a second ago, like Leonard Sampson. He was here, you know, Doc Sampson was here, and we have all these things going on. But you end up where, well, you guys, you go through the green door. I'm not allowed to go through, you know, and that's kind of as hell. But, uh, you know, I can't just waltz on through again, but I can look, and I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much. And then you have Jim with the narration. I don't remember what happened after I died, but that wasn't the problem. And so you're going to continue. You're going to continue as she progresses going around and talking to some people that she's close to that tend to have a little bit of a perspective of maybe what she's going through. And the next one is Thor. And why she goes to Thor, not about dying, not about that. It's actually about not dying and being immortal. And you end up having this stuff going on. Hey, hey, uh, what's going on there, Thor? Well, you know, how are things? You're all, you know, all this stuff going on. Well, being the king of Asgard, you know, all these things. I had to shave because, you know, like Michael Jackson, I looked in the mirror and only saw my dad staring back at me. I, I didn't go as far as bleaching my skin and maybe losing my nose, but I still shaved, right? So we have that going. And yeah, I'm immortal, and it's weird because you know I'm going to be around, but. Immortal actually doesn't mean as much as you think Being immortal You're saying the Hulks are immortal You're immortal You know, Bruce, they're immortal But, you know that guy Galactus? I thought he was immortal too And it's funny because I I killed him He's not immortal I killed him And Jen's even like, what? (laughs) You killed Galactus? Oh yeah, yeah, that was just recently Uh, In Thor number 6 I don't know if you realize that But yeah, yeah, I killed him And so even then Knowing if you're also reading Thor, you end up in that issue as well, seeing that Thor sees the end of the deal, where you end up having Thanos with the, what I like to call the Infinity Hammer, the Infinity Mjolnir, who pretty much seems to have killed everybody in that vision as well. So Thor says, even, uh, I'm not immortal, you know, everything that's immortal does actually still end, so... That's the thing, you're not immortal Just use the time That you have, use it wisely You don't have Eternity, you don't have forever And this is where, because Jen even says As Hulk, and and at one point Thor's like Yeah, can I kind of talk to Jen No, 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 too much going on She she wouldn't be able to handle This, I'm taking the brunt Of it, I'm going to bear all this But you have the whole deal of you know spend your time wisely you think you have so much time you don't you know it's kind of just like life advice there and it's well done because you end up seeing the next death the third death this is the more recent one this is the one that Al Ewing himself ended up doing with the Cotati and this is my biggest complaint my biggest complaint about this issue because up until now again I I'm not gonna say oh my god this is a One shot that everybody has to read that, oh, my God. But if you are an Immortal Hulk fan, there's a lot of people out there that are. This is very, you know, very good and seems like it will be integral as we go forward in that story. So I would say you. But my big complaint is if you did read Empire, the idea of Jen being killed by the Cotati. That was fine. It, it was done in a way off panel and it was kind of like, well, that's kind of a a twist that you didn't see coming because you didn't see it, but it was pretty obvious right away because you had Swordsman on the moon. Hey, uh uh you want to come over here with me? I'm going to show you this neat weapon that I have. It's almost like, are you are you trying to, you know, allude that are you happy to see me or is that a weapon? In your pocket, you? but she ended up going off. And if you did read that story, you know that they ended up killing her and that Katati took over her body, things like that. That's not my problem. My problem is, is that this is actually a time and place where I wanted a little more to show me how Jen came back. And we have seen, I, if you want to tie it into... You know, the down below, if you want to tie it into leader, if you want to tie it into this whole green door stuff, that's fine. But even here, they skirt the issue a bit and just say, yeah, and then I came back. I I wanted to see it. I wanted to see more of just it's the, you know, when you go down, I want to actually see this in the perspective of Empire because – When we were watching or reading Empire, all you ended up having was things say, we're family. You're our family, Jen, please. And Jen, like, whew, I kind of broke out of that. Now, again, you can connect the dots, okay? She heard him from way beyond. She heard him from there, and then she went through the door. Because I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have actually had the green door and see things through it, like you had Brian earlier saying, "I'm looking through the door." And I, I would love to have heard thing like, "Jen, are you down there? I, we love you, your family." Just so, and I would have loved to have it be something where the maker might have been foiled by the power of love, as Huey Lewis says. But instead, when she did die, she went down. the The leader is there, and I think I just said the maker, but the leader is there. He is talking a lot of trash. He basically says to her, even though she won't necessarily remember, that your time is up. You're not going to be immortal. I don't, you know, what Thor said about everybody, it'll be quick because you, you ain't got no lives left. You are not a cat. You have three lives. You've already expended them. It's not going to happen again. I am able now in my machinations with all of my studying, all this going on, I can kind of turn that green door to red. Red means stop. I don't know if you realize this, but red means stop. But is that also going to turn maybe into something with a red hook? I You will have to see what's going on. But in this with Jen, it's just... And then I came back, and that was it. And I'm like, all right, well, there you go. You ended up skirting the issue again of the, hey, we're family, I'm back. But you end up where... She goes through the deal Wolverine told me it didn't change anything and that's what he said you know when you come back oh do you come back the same am I myself yourself if you're yourself Wolverine does a lot of like non-talking you know non-explanation it's like one of those things where I love the trope where a character can't talk and and I mean something has happened so they can't say anything whatever and you're like hey do you think I'm okay? And then they just stare at you and like, "All right, all right, you don't have to, you know, go that far." I know I'm nonsense, and it always ends up being what the person thought going into the conversation. But this was Wolverine, like, "Yeah, you, you what you are," and and yeah, and then Thor told me I wasn't immortal. Immortality doesn't exist, and ignore it, deny it. The worst part is that. Yeah this might be the last time Things like that We do see the leader saying That he can control this And it'll be the last time So then you end up Jen there In the fetal position sleeping Uh, But then I died Don't die again Jen Don't die again And you know in her line of work Death is you know a very big thing And it usually is right around the corner So we'll have to see how the stakes Are raised with that How this ties into the Immortal Hulk book How things are going Because I love Thinking of Jen in The regular run of Immortal Hulk as Well because that would be a really Really cool but you can Get Jen in Avengers if you want I just don't like Jason Aaron's She-Hulk because it's pretty Much nothing I mean it really is A nothing deal so hopefully Maybe he'll read this and get fired up And say you know what I have been A bit of a bullcrap artist with it With the She-Hulk and she deserves Better right she does But yeah overall I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I could even go to an eight five actually, because I like the art so much. Screw it. 8.5. 8.5, I say. Well, I'm going to go off to another Hulk book uh, to end this podcast, a Hulk book that is a little bit of a future imperfect. All right. And Maestro number 2 is written by Peter David. Art by Hermann. I'm not Jake Peralta. Colors by Jesus Erbatov. Relics artist Dale Keown, Relics color artist Jason Keith, letters VCs Ariana Mayer. The Hulk woke up from suspended animation, a future devastated by war. Most of humanity is dead and the only superpowered beings who remain are kept locked up by AIM under the control of a decrepit MODOK. MODOK offered the Hulk sanctuary, promising that when the surface radiation decreases in the coming decades, AIM will rebuild civilization. But the Hulk looked out on a broken world and an empty one. And decided it was not worth saving, and so we're going to start this off this origin of the whole maestro and he you have him walking around. you have him doing pretty much a you know walking tour of the destroyed washington d c and he's walking around and talking to himself about how much humanity sucks how much they have ruined things for themselves, all of these things going down, and ends up seeing a kid running through pretty much downtown Washington, D.C., and says, wait a second, that kid doesn't look sick, and he's, you know, I'm going to chase him. I could grab him, but I want to see where he's going. kid kind of goes down into the sewers where you end up having Hulk follow, and he runs into some survivalists, some survivalists led by... Machine man, you end up having Aaron there uh, underneath and saying, and Hulk says, boy, you look good. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of immortal. Yeah, so am I. Well, I really meant artificial, but I don't like saying that. I'm a robot. It's what I'm a machine man. That's why I look good. And you look like hell, Hulk. But you end up where this is a way to fill in things. And you end up having machine men saying, you know, hey, uh, you're not allowed to stay here. You're not allowed. To be involved with us We don't want you here You can't do this You, you know it's again It's semi-sonic closing time you, You're just going to have to leave uh, But we want to tell you a little something There, New York th- There is a city still They call it dystopia There are residents there And they're being led By a guy who goes by the name of Maestro And like that's Italian for master Hulk's like yeah Yeah I know I know what that is Just nonsense And so he says, "Listen, I'm not going to steal all of your supplies." You end up where Machine Man says we kind of are populated down here by people who were once the families of the Congress people, the president, you know, all that sort of thing. The government were their survivors, but right now, who needs government? And there is a tinge of like a commentary, like, "Oh, the government, all oh, those." Those humans always messing things up with their government, right? And so you end up having Hulk like, ah, screw this. Uh, Yeah, I I like the idea of this town, the city of dystopia. Now, you know, having Maestro leading it, that seems intriguing. Maybe I'll figure out what's going on. And even says, yeah, they used to call me Maestro back in college because I was so cool. And, you know, I have other names like Mr. Fix-It, the devil. But, you know, you just go with what you're given. And he goes off to, you know, possibly go off to see this dystopia. See what Maestro is and what the town... But he gets attacked by crazy cockroaches, which they disgust me. And and it is one of the things, and you have Peter David even say, yeah, they always say that cockroaches will outlive us and they will survive the apocalypse. And there are a lot of movies with a post-apocalyptic thing going on with cockroaches. I don't like any sort of cockroaches, especially... Post apocalyptic cockroaches. Who needs those? But the hoax getting attacked by these swarms of cockroaches and they are shooed away with sonic waves that end up being more survivalist, human survivalists who end up having a valley. That is not irradiated. We were fortunate. We have a valley here that doesn't have any radiation. I'm like, really like, there's not a lot of explanation here. You're going to get a little more of the world. Things are going to broaden here, but it goes one thing to the other without explanation. And seemingly at points, not even any time to even adjust to the transition. Cause while the Hulk's there and he's checking out this valley, this fertile valley without radiation. He looks over the wasteland there and, hey, is that dystopia there? Is that that former city that we used to call New York? Yes, it is. Hey, what about this maestro guy? I heard he's pretty cool. Yep, they say he's a god. Huh, i got to meet this guy. Well, when you look over, if you do look over at this, and, I uh, again, I read my stuff digitally so I can then even get my magnifying glass and go – if you do look out, there is a hint at what is kind of going on here because where there is New York City, there's also a mountain, maybe kind of like Olympus, and then there's a giant kind of a Greek statue, and then there's what appears to be an Acropolis. Like, there's a lot of hints here that I don't remember that from New York City. Like, I, I don't remember any of that. Well, you end up then going off to. See a little bit of intriguing Deal with a couple characters That are seemingly Collecting a lot of Memorabilia from the Past the heroes that have died The heroes that have been slaughtered and You even have Molnir in this which In the backup we'll see How you ended up having Molnir You know acquired But I'm not going to spoil too much But you end up having this transition Problem that I said where Hey uh is that beyond there, you know, down yonder? Is that dystopia? Yes. Oh, Maestro, what do you know about him? He Says he's a god. I got to meet him. And then all of a sudden, Hulk's there. I mean, you don't even have him say goodbye to any of these farmers. You don't even have anything with this. It just boom, 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 and he's there. He comes into town. People are talking to him. Hey, what's going on, big guy? You're pretty green. You're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm new in town. I'm like Axel Rose at the beginning of the Welcome to the Jungle video. I got, you know, the hay there, and I got my suitcases, and I'm green, and I'm the Hulk, and I want to meet this maestro guy, and is he around because I really want to meet him? And They're like, oh, you're the Hulk, aren't you? Who wants to know? <laughs> like everybody. Everybody knows you're the Hulk. Oh, you know who wants to know? Nice, Joe. And we're going to take you to them. So here we go. And you're like, all right. Well, they start going. And this guy even looks like he more of a Roman motif, but a like futuristic Roman. And so they start going. And all of a sudden, they're walking up. You see that big statue that I saw before. And you're also walking up to what appears to be the Acropolis and all these. And, yeah, they get in. Everybody's in togas You end up having soldiers People are eating grapes while they're lying down I mean, that you know that's fancy But you end up where You get this extended deal of going here Going through Let's go through a door Let's see all these To be like, oh man, who is this? I mean, what could Oh, it's Hercules That's it It's Hercules He sees my show And then you get a backup That's Relics Part 1 of 3 And you end up seeing Two characters that are mentioned before where they are going around in the rubble And trying to, and it looks like the rubble of New York City And they're going to find relics Including this girl picking up Molnier, Saying I'm worthy, and then saying Gramps said that I shouldn't be involved with that And again, it's interesting enough But overall, eh, it's, it's already feeling like There's not much to tell that you're you're just pushing things through you're not able and, and this is the thing having these futures having a post-apocalyptic deal to me the fun is the changes that have happened yeah it's neat to see characters and things like that but you set up you know underground network with machine man just to say hey we don't want to share the food okay i'll leave oh and then you set up this valley without it radiation but i'm just gonna go to dystopia oh you go to dystopia you're there for three seconds hey maestro wants to see you all right and so it's just it's just too quick everything moves at too quick a pace and you're not able to kind of settle down and enjoy some of the things because yes we're seeing the origin of maestro but i'd also like to see how the world what the world all of that stuff going there and you don't really get it so overall i'm giving it a six out of ten though i think the art's great but six out of ten that's what i'm gonna go i'm sticking with it i'm gonna end the podcast with that and thanks i hope that you like this new you know in time slash larger podcast we're going through a couple more books there's going to be some growing pains and things like that as i get used to the scheduling and whatnot right now i'm telling you this it is two of two and that is 2 a.m because of you know things going on but i'll figure it out and we'll have a bunch of things now with that remember you can go over to our our Twitter, WS Marvel Comics, follow us. We'll follow you back. We have a website where all these books are reviewed, except Spider Man and Abram Spider Man. I ain't touching that, but you go over to WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. Check that out in our Patreon, Patreon.com slash where Earlier, Brandon was not able to join me, so I ended up doing the spotlight all on my own, and I ended up doing Juggernaut number one. And fantastic for antithesis number two, so with that we're gonna go and i'm gonna say adios uh but remember also, we will have an x men show coming up probably on Wednesday. I think I'm gonna settle with Wednesday nights, and on that we will be talking of the first official bit of the whole. I'm I'm trying to say, it and I couldn't. A ten of Swords story. I'm I'm saying things, and I'm starting to get away from even knowing what it was. Ten of Swords, and also the giant size X Men Storm issue as well. So I have two issues on that. So I hope you tune into that as well. But I hope you like this. Thank you. And as one last thing, I can't let you go off that easy. Also, if you want to mail in, we will have any mail on this podcast, but we just haven't had much lately. But it is weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com. And if you want to talk about stuff or whatnot. So thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you later.